Welcome to Market Scale Hospitality. I'm Sean Heath, and today I have the privilege of having a conversation with Sarah Dandeshi, the founder of Ask a Concierge. Sour, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I have to ask you a question, and I know this is probably like <laughs> a, a very simple question for you, but can you give me a trick on how I can make sure I get better water pressure when I am going to a hotel. I always <laughs> fail that. I always fail that. Oh my gosh. It's so tough, isn't it? <laughs> I never pick the right floor. I don't know the right questions to ask. So can you help me out? Yeah, you're going to definitely have to get a, a room on the lower floor because, you know, by the time you start pumping water up on a high floor, it's just it's so crazy. Or else you could just put in a simple request when you book your room. No big deal. <laughs> really? I can tell them I really am a big fan of water pressure and they'll take that into account? You you could. We have probably seen weirder requests, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, hold on. Let me just make a mental note there. Okay. Boom. You started in this industry very early. I think you were five or six mm -hmm. and yeah. you, have, uh, you have worked in some pretty swanky no-nonsense locations across the country. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Why? What is it about <laughs> What is it about being a concierge that just fits you so well? well? I am extremely patient. That's that's the big thing. Um, that's going to work out really well on this podcast. I'm just letting you know. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, I mean, definitely patience is certainly uh, one of the many attributes of a, of a good concierge. Um, but, you know, to kind of wind things back a little bit, I um, am half Lebanese. So even though I have blonde hair and blue eyes, I uh, have half of my family lives in the Middle East and in Europe. So although I'm American and I was born in the States, I spent a good chunk of my childhood traveling and um, because the, seeing, seeing family, that was the way to see families, to get to travel to all these places. And um, I went to college in Washington, D.C., Georgetown University. I have a degree in foreign service. So you could say with that background, that definitely makes me a, a little bit um, geared towards and the international community, which is certainly what you deal with when you are working in hospitality, especially uh, in a large city and in a high-end hotel. So I actually started my hotel journey at the Four Seasons in Washington, D.C., and uh, I was working just in the restaurant there while I was going to school. And when I moved out to Los Angeles, I was like, hey, you know what? I kind of like hotels. Let me, let me just like get a job for now and we'll see what it's all about. And then we'll, we'll kind of assess from there. So when I moved to Los Angeles, I applied to be, you know, a bartender, a cocktail server. And that's when the general manager there was like, well, what do you think about being a concierge? Now, although I was 21 pretty much at the time, I, and I didn't really know what a, I mean, I knew kind of what a concierge did, but not entirely. I did know that they had to know the city. And, you know, I told them, I'm like, um, you know, I just moved to L.A., but I'm good with maps because that's a thing that you say to, I don't know, win any sort of conversation. <laughs> and That's how you seal the deal. Exactly. I'm good with maps. Hey, you know what? You got to forgive me. I was 21 years old. I mean, you know, a little, a little bit of credit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he was like, no, I, he's like, I think you'd be great. And um he made me a concierge and, and I definitely had to learn a lot on the fly very quickly uh, to, to be 21 years old and a concierge at a five-star hotel in Beverly Hills. You're definitely thrown into a completely different world. Um, 
and and you're learning to figure out stuff. And so now, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Thirteen and a half years later, <laughs> I'm a concierge still. So uh, and I've had a very interesting journey along the way. Your experience really in in needing to know things sure but people have a misconception i don't think a lot of people understand what concierges mm-hmm. are actually supposed to do can you give me a beginner's course oh absolutely uh, and that's what's so interesting about uh, the concierge profession is that people know it they know the word but not everybody knows what you can go to a concierge for uh i mean and really kind of the best way to kind of look at a concierge is they're really there to be your local friend in the city. So if you want to go to them for recommendations on where to eat, uh, they can also help you with reservations there as well, too. Uh, uh, Ideas as far as what activities and events are happening in the city, they can help you with tickets on how to get there, to even just like helping you with getting regular things done, whether it's arranging a, a messenger to help do something or sending flowers uh, best places to go shop. So certainly if you're a leisure traveler versus if you're a business traveler, you're going to have different sort of needs and questions, but the concierge pretty much are there to kind of help you with anything. So long as, as they like to say, so long as it's legal or moral. And, and I agree with that too. Well, you know, if I was a concierge, I would feel a moral obligation to go and test all of the clubs or restaurants <laughs> yeah. that I might recommend to someone. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're always out and about. And here's the thing. It's, um, you know, you certainly have an element of it that you get to go and explore, you know, firsthand. But there are also some things that maybe you don't get to. But what's great is that, and a lot of people don't actually know this, is that the concierge community is very much that a community. So let's say I haven't been to this restaurant at whatever restaurant I can generally call on one of my friends who's a concierge, maybe at another hotel and they have been there. So you basically, if you're a good concierge, you really have your eyes and ears on the ground. And if you haven't experienced something firsthand, you're just one phone call away from a trusted resources resource. I'm sorry. You're just one phone call away from a trusted resource to somebody who has been there. So it's, I always like to say, it may, it may not be about knowing the answer right away, but it's knowing how to find the answer. When you watch any kind of show, any kind of TV show or movie about Las Vegas and a concierge or a hotel, uh, a casino host comes up, uh-huh. they're always very super protective. They don't want to share information. They don't want to lose clients. I would imagine, and you just mentioned this, there has to be a really strong network for that trust to have been built among concierges, for example, in Los Angeles or in any major city. Is that is that a relationship that you take very seriously and, and try and protect at all costs? You know what? It, it, the best way to kind of describe it is it's, it's well, in a terribly sexist way, a brotherhood type thing um, in the sense that um, the concierge profession, it can be very challenging, um, especially when it's, you know, for example, summertime leisure, tra- leisure travelers, for example, today, I actually was just uh, working earlier today and I probably answered no joke, 600 phone calls. Um, so when you, when it is really busy, you are like, 
in the trenches. And of course, you love what you do and you care and you want to be able to help people have an amazing time, but it can be go, go, go and nonstop. And there's something about the profession. It's so unique and specific that you can talk to another concierge, whether it's somebody else in your city, whether a concierge in another city, another country, and they get it. And there's this immediate understanding on what it's like to be there, be, be behind the desk, feel the pressure that we feel, feel the elation that we feel when we um, are do something fantastic. There's nothing quite like it. So because it's so unique, there's almost an understood camaraderie. Uh, and there are spe specific organizations of concierge that really tap into that. You know, it's not necessarily a competition. It really is about, you know, together we're stronger. And so if a concierge calls me and asks me for advice or recommendation or, ooh, what florist do you use? I absolutely will help them out because I know in turn, they'll do the same for me. So it really isn't a competition. It really is, you know, a true, authentic, a real deal concierge. They're working together because we want to work together to have a, a better experience for everybody because uh, we're looking at it as a profession across the board. So if I do well, not only do I look good, but my hotel looks good. And next thing you know, I've just basically, in essence, trained a guest to use a concierge because they had a positive experience with me. So the next time they go wherever, whatever city, they're like, you know what? I really like that concierge in Beverly Hills. She actually showed me some cool things. I'm going to go to the concierge here in New York and maybe they'll show me something. So we kind of look at it like that in a bigger, bigger scale. <laughs> When I was still working in corporate America as a, a software engineer, I had a supervisor and we were having a staff meeting and, and one of the engineers in the meeting made the comment that we have so much work to do during the day and now you've given us these additional responsibilities. How are we supposed to get it all done? And my supervisor said, well, you've got all day and then there's the night. <laughs> so you mentioned that, you know, you answer 600 phone calls today. And then when you're done working, then you get to work on askaconcierge.tv. Mm -hmm. So uh, you produce your own travel content, you host. Mm -hmm. Are there about 14 cups of coffee in your immediate future? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it really, it's funny because a lot of people ask me, they're like, how do you do it? And for me, Ask a Concierge, what I've been able to create um, is such an exciting platform. And that's where my heart is. And, and quite often, actually, um, today was a little bit of an unusual circumstance. I actually normally work in the latter part of the day. And I keep the morning and early afternoon for me to work on Ask a Concierge because that's when I'm the freshest. And, I, and because it's my passion and it drives me, I like to really throw my all into it. And then, you know, then I get to the hotel and it's fine. And, you know, I know what I'm doing because I've been doing it for so long. And not to say that I'm not passionate about that, but there takes a different level of creativity when you are creating and running your own show. And um, it's been such an exciting process because uh, something that not necessarily everybody knows, but I do have a background in film and TV. So with my passion for film and TV and then also what I've been able to do in the concierge world, Ask a Concierge has been the perfect melding of my two worlds. So that's why it's kind of my baby. And, um, you know, when it's your passion, you just, the energy is just there. <laughs> well, as an observer of humans, 
because you uh-huh. see an awful lot of them. You <laughs> we do. you have the ability to detect changes in mm-hmm. the environment, and mm-hmm. recently travel has become much more experiential. Mm-hmm. It's very, that's really, and I don't know, I'm sure that has some generational aspect to it, but there's, there are some societal uh, impacts as well that I'm, that I'm sure are turning travel into that particular animal right now. Mm-hmm. What other changes are you seeing in the industry that you think are interesting or that are positive changes? Well, it's, Gosh, there are so many. One definitely is people are seeking more of that local, that authentic experience, where I think before people wanted to do maybe like the scene, be seen. Now, keep in mind, I'm also talking from the perspective of being a concierge in Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. So that as a destination, you know, it that has a certain appeal to people. But uh, I feel that you know, instead of necessarily going to the big, big name places, like what people really wanted to do before, now people are like, hey, is there like a cool corner uh, cafe or a little locally owned restaurant that you recommend? People are seeking the places that, you know, in essence, the locals go to. And that's kind of exciting because instead of before where it was maybe talking about restaurants where they would really be kind of like special restaurants to more everyday people. Um, everyday, I guess everyday budgets, I should say. Uh, and kind of doing like the creme de la creme of everything. You know, now we have travelers that do want to do that, but then they, it's not necessarily about the fanciest, the most expensive, the best, but it's, it's the hidden gems. And, and quite often I hear people say, where do you go? And that was an interesting adjustment for me because I was, like, wait, you really want to know where I go? <laughs> like, like I just go to this local coffee shop. It's super great, but you, you, but that's what they're kind of seeking. Another interesting thing actually is also retail. Retail right now, I, I find it just so fascinating, especially being in Los Angeles and, and a big city. You know, a lot of people come here and they want to shop, but um, so much online now, retail stores are are not quite um, almost as prevalent as what they were before. The, the actual shopping experience isn't what people are totally looking for unless it's a specific one-off thing. So retail has been interesting to see that adjustment. Um, and you can even look at stores, for example, in Beverly Hills, and they've almost become, it's almost like part of their marketing campaign. It's not necessarily like they do that much business in the stores, but they have to be there to have a visual presence. So uh, that's kind of been interesting to see as well, too, when you're talking about tourism in general and the different facets of it. There are some interesting parallels in those two points you just brought up. And I Mm -hmm. think that the desire of travelers to find someplace local Mm -hmm. is it gives them a sense of comfort. It's almost like being if they can find some place that's similar to something they like at home, mm-hmm. then that, you know, it re- it's an additional level of stress that can be reduced because there's a, there's an emotional sort of impact that comes with that. But the other side of that coin that you mentioned that's happening in retail and in happening in a lot of industries is that technology is starting to become sort of a separator between 
us mm-hmm. as people. And in mm-hmm. in preparing for this conversation with you and, and looking at your website, I call it research. Some people might call it light stalking, but I'm going to stick with research. Um, <laughs> you really take very seriously the absolute critical need to interweave technology into hospitality, but not at any mm-hmm. point allowing it to reduce the human touch. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really important. I mean, we, we can't glaze over the fact that we are all attached to our phones. We have our phones in our hand all the time. I mean, majority of us, we are living on our phones and there's an app for everything. So because things have become so easy for us to do, especially on our phone, everything is at our fingertips. It has been a little bit of an interesting, and I don't want to say a struggle, but there's definitely an adjustment um, because people want everything at their fingertips. But then there's also an element of, you know, having to engage with somebody to maybe get information. And so uh, moving forward, I, I really find it fascinating how hotels are really trying to bridge that gap because they want to be relevant. They want to be accessible and they want to make things easy for their guests. Um, and quite often that incorporates um, providing some sort of app and, and technical services, whether it's, you know, texting or emailing or whatever the case is. Um, but at the same time, really, guests also do like that personal touch. So they want the ease of something. They want to know that things can happen quickly uh, but, you know, they do want to take the time to stop by the desk, to have an actual in-person conversation. So it's definitely a fine balance, uh, it, but it's it's something that we're, as concierge, certainly, and certainly as a hotel professional, we're seeing more and more different ways to interweave technology into our day-to-day and still keeping that personalized touch, even if it's um, just in the language that you're using when you're texting somebody. So... Um, it can be the the tiny details, but it can make a difference. Now, I want to brag on you for just a minute before I let you Uh-oh. go. And, and I don't <laughs> do this to embarrass you, but um, you were named the best young concierge by Le Clef d'Or International, which is basically the Miss Universe of, of concierges. And <laughs> you probably, that embarrasses you, I would imagine. You're proud of it, but if I was named best young anything, I would be carrying around a notarized document and showing everybody, hey, look, I was called the best young something. Um, <laughs> emphasis on the young. I'd, you know, get a Sharpie and underline the word young. Look at this. Somebody <laughs> thinks I'm young. Um, as someone who who has the amount of experience that you have and the knowledge that you have, my final question for you today is this. Mm-hmm. When you go on vacation, mm-hmm. how uh, there's, I, it must feel really, I'm, I don't even know how to ask this question, but you <laughs> know the question that I want to ask. How you you know everything before you go someplace? Would would you have, tell me the last time you found yourself in a situation on a trip where you actually had to ask somebody where something was? Oh my gosh, all the time, all the really? time, actually, yes. So here's the thing: it's so funny. So I think because of um, because of planning things for people all the time. When I go on vacation, and even my day-to-day life, everything is so structured and planned, and there's this and this and this. When I go, when I actually go on a real vacation, I plan very little. Unless there's one or two things that I've heard about, and I know that I need to like plan for it in advance because I know 
it'll book up or sell out or whatever the case is. Other than that, I am winging it because one of my big things, and I actually do talk about this a lot, is it's in those moments, in those unplanned moments is where the magic happens, so to speak. It's where you get to come across it like, oh, wow, cool. I didn't know that you could go snorkeling here. Yeah, let's do it. You know, that you're almost kind of so pleased that like some something has kind of come across your way that you really get enjoyment out of it in a very different way. Um, and yeah, I'm actually a very easy traveler and maybe just it's because I've seen all forms of travel, but I'm I'm totally the one that's like, all right, let's figure it out. Oh no, we missed our train. No problem. Let's go talk to somebody and figure it out and this and you know, you kind of like roll with it. But um, I don't know. I, I actually am a pretty easy breezy casual traveler and I have no problem asking for questions or directions or anything. I'm like, well, I'm lost. Let me talk to somebody. Obviously, you know, to do it in the smart way, if I'm, especially if I'm going around as a single female, but, um, but yeah, no, I love to ask questions and have them educate me. It, to me, it's actually far more exciting than reading a book or reading online. I'm like, I want to have a person there tell me about it. So you're able to turn off the concierge part, but can you really turn off the content creator part? I mean, you have to <laughs> no. be looking, to go, oh, this would be a great thing to talk about. So even when you're on vacation, you're, you're really not on vacation. No, no, no. That, okay, you got me there 100%. I can totally turn off the concierge part. I cannot turn off content creation. You can ask anybody who has ever traveled with me, and I always apologize to them profusely because whenever I'm anywhere, I probably have about three cameras in hand. I have a GoPro that's like attached to me here. I've got my phone and then I've got another camera and everything. And I'm like, oh wait, I'll be right there. And I'm like grabbing some footage here or I'm like talking to my phone and doing a, a you know, a selfie or an Instagram story about, oh my gosh, I just discovered this amazing Kiwi slushy. I don't know, but whatever it is. And so, yeah, that I can't turn that off, but that, you know what? That's my passion. So why turn off your passion, right? A Kiwi slushy? I'd totally drink that. <laughs> Right? It's I mean, good. especially if it's on, in, on a beach somewhere, maybe some rum accidentally finds its way in there, yes. for, you know, for those of us that are of legal drinking age at that particular locale. Well, I have to say, very excited to have the opportunity to have met you. I promise I will not start sending you 9 million emails asking for travel tips. I really promise that. And since I said it on the podcast, it's legally binding, so I can't. Now you have proof that I said that. Uh, it has been a pleasure getting to talk to Sarah Dandishi. She is the founder of Ask a Concierge, and you can get more information by going to askaconcierge.tv. Sarah, thank you so much. It's really been sweet to get to meet you. Likewise. Thank you as well, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.